from the vault. High atop the pastoral center of the Diocese of Camden, you're listening to Talking Catholic. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Talking Catholic, the official podcast of the Catholic community of South Jersey, where we talk to individuals in uh, the six southern counties of New Jersey. We share their stories. We share their faith. Uh, very inspiring stories. I'm Pete Sanchez, staff writer, social media coordinator for the Catholic Star Herald newspaper, your host with Mike Walsh, Director of Communications. Mike, how's it going? I'm very good. Uh, we are once again out of the vault. I, I've lost track of how many weeks out we are now, but um, we are in one of my favorite places on the face of the earth. I, we're in Ocean City, New Jersey, a place I love to come. Oh, this yeah. Well, I, you know, it, it, it sold me when there was an ice cream place right next to where we are. Oh, yeah. Walking up, and then there's a pho or pho, uh, the Vietnamese. Oh, sure, right. I think it's pronounced pho. P-H-O. Okay. I, I pronounce it pho, but pho. okay. I could be wrong. I'm not Vietnamese. I apologize, Vietnamese Catholics, if any of us are butchering the, the spelling of it. It's delicious. There's uh, also a deli right across the street, too, so it, everything is working with this location. Can we podcast from here weekly? I think this I'm, might be nice. No, I think we might need to petition. Uh, we might, might need to petition to do that. I'm down. I'm down. That, you know, we can... Um, maybe maybe that can be our excuse for coming down every Friday during the shore is to move the broadcast to the sh- you know okay so a couple of radio stations in the area they have uh, one day a week they will broadcast from local diners all throughout New Jersey our thing could be during the summertime we'll broadcast from one shore community every Friday or or what have you you oh well Pete seems very enthused right now. I am very enthused I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry you people could not have seen that face that, <laughs> a face I've never seen before but he might have been overwhelmed you I I that was just that idea Mike that is probably the best idea I've ever heard come out of your mouth but thanks I'll take that I don't have a lot of good ones so that's that one but yes I'm, I'm actually not kidding I'm actually kind of interested in that one now maybe we'll really try that you know there's six uh six counties we could do or, yeah. We'll, hey, we'll, just the shore. Let's out. start with the shore. We'll get to the other six counties down the road. Okay. You, well, you've got to be sure about that. So, uh, oh but, <laughs> so Mike, uh, before we uh, we get back, you know, we're here in Ocean City, beautiful Ocean City. Uh, let's talk about some of the other awesome events coming up in our diocese. Uh, there is, uh, you know, name that tune, Mike, and yes, Bingo. Yes, I do. You yes, know, I Bingo. Do. I'm familiar with both, being Catholic, sure. And you're a music lover, obviously. I, I do enjoy music. Well, you should come out then on Friday, April 13th, uh, to a week from today, actually, uh, a, week for, a week from this recording. It's going to be 701 Little Gloucester Road in Blackwood at Our Lady of Hope. The Catholic Business Network is sponsoring Radio Bingo, so it's a benefiting Catholic education. It's going to actually, it's going to combine Name That Tune and Bingo uh, into a little dance party, mm-hmm. Mike, so get on your dancing shoes I, and your uh, zoot suit. I did. I did go to the first one that they had, and I will tell you that it has received rave reviews to everyone who attended. Music was outstanding. People dancing all over the place. Bishop and his priest secretary, Father Romano, were both there. They had a blast. Uh, uh, past and future guest Sheila McGurl is one of the organizers of it. She loves it. They've been doing it in where she's from in the Brooklyn area for years and apparently it's huge up there so she brought it down for the catholic business network uh i guess in the fall and i gotta say it was a packed house there were a lot of people there they dress up the hall real nice the the, the djs are outstanding 
and essentially it's it's bingo and and it, there's no real there's no real guessing to it it's they play a song and if you have that song you mark your sheet but they do it in a way that is so fun and engaging and it just ends up being a great night and the it's catered the food is great there's a bar so that's always great uh soft drinks as well also great but uh yeah the people there range in ages lots of lots of folks so it was a it's a really good it's a really good event so i, I if you're into all three of those things name that tune bingo music food drink that's more than three um by all means i i recommend going to it you just sold me i will be there good i'm glad i think that'll be fun if you go sheila mcgirl will be thrilled okay well i can't wait it's going to be again friday april 13th starting at uh, 7 p.m at 701 little gloucester road blackwood at our lady vote parish uh, for questions please call 856-583-6126 or email sjcbn at comcast.net and you can also register go to 16042 dot thank you for the number four caring dot org one six zero four two dot thank you for caring dot org for radio bingo and mike we got something cool coming up uh the algae on tap is coming up again that's on, uh father Colazzi's uh episode of the algae on yes tap? yeah it's gonna be that's gonna be really cool um that's gonna be wednesday uh april tuesday april 18th i believe um Will we be there? Will we be? We did. We missed the I last think, one. I wasn't able to podcast because of a conflict. Yeah, it's Tuesday, April eighteenth. Tuesday, April seventeenth. I'm sorry. Um, that is going to be. Yeah, I believe he. I, I think this flyer says Wednesday, April eighteenth. I apologize. Uh, that's going to be Wednesday, April eighteenth. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, go to the Diaston news page and events page to make sure that our dates and times are correct. I apologize for that. There was some confusion there. Um, so it is Wednesday, the eighteenth. Yes, okay. that's PJ Wellhands, Washington Township, four two five Herfield Cross Keys Road in Sewell, New Jersey. And take note, you know, I said Tuesday because mainly we've been doing all our theology on taps on Tuesday. Mm. This one is different though. Take note, it is on a Wednesday. It's the so, day after tax day. So you after you've either gotten all your money back or given all your money to the state, come and <laughs> drown your sorrows. Yes. And use and you know what? Use your refund. If you get a refund too. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get it back, you know, come in and be generous to the Diocese of Camden. That's gonna be again Wednesday, April eighteenth, seven PM. The doors open seven thirty is a presentation with Father Kalazi, who is pastor at uh our court, Saint, Our Lady of the, I think, in Carney's Point, he is pastor at uh, Saint Gabriel the Archangel. Yes, in Carney's Point. So yes, he he's uh, he's great, and that info can be found. Go to the call eight five six five eight three two nine zero eight. That is uh, an event for young adults in the diocese. So individuals eighteen, nineteen, and your twenties and thirties. Uh, I will be there. Mike will be there. Say hello and. Uh, I think we're going to record, Mike. That'll be fun. We'll be able to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he, we. Uh, that'll be the first time Father Clausy will be on the program. Well, I, and you know what? Too. Because of that, I think uh, we need to make sure we should, this conversation for all fair. But uh, I think we definitely make sure we need to let uh, Father Clausy know that we would like to record the podcast and see if he's up for it instead of bushwhacking him the day that uh, yes showing up the day of you know i should text him i'm gonna text him before this airs so we're not we're not surprising him okay. and then on april 22nd like sunday we got two awesome events going on we got the you know we've talked about this but if you're not we, we've talked about this for a while the irish for vocations is coming up mm-hmm. uh at 1 p.m on 
Herfield Cross Keys Road at Washington Lake Park in Sewell, New Jersey. That's really a fun event. It's going to benefit vocations. Bishop Sullivan will join priests, religious seminarians, and families throughout the diocese for this uh, 1 p.m. 5K run, one-mile family walk. Uh, well, actually, the mass the mass will be at 1, and I believe the, the well, I know the 5K run and the one-mile walk is right after the mass. And then there's a picnic afterwards, music. There's usually a priest who is a DJ. I don't know if that's going to happen again. Uh, that's a lot of fun. So come out to this April 22nd. All families, bring your kids. Mike and I will be there. We will be on location. We will. And some more information to register, go to camdenpriest.org slash race the number four vocations. Uh, and then that same day, Mike, uh, do you like jazz, Mike? I do like jazz. I, I really do. As yeah. a matter of fact, I'm a little sad because I, I know I'm not going to be able to make it to this event because of the other event, because of iRace. Yeah, I'm 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 upset myself. I do like, you know, I, I can say I do enjoy uh, Miles Davis or somebody like Dave Brubeck. Yeah. Good jazz musicians, but there's an afternoon of jazz that same day, April 22nd, sponsored by the Diocese Black, Diocesan Black Catholic Ministries. It's going to benefit uh, the Black Catholic Ministries Scholarship Fund. And this is going to be... Uh, 3 to 8 p.m. at Masso's Crystal Manor in Glassboro. So come about. It's uh, That's not in my hometown, and I, I, I won't even be able to be there. Oh, yeah. You but I have, been to, I have been to previous ones, and the jazz event is really outstanding. They, they have great musicians. Everybody who's there is really grooving with the music. It is, it's a blast. And Masso's is always great food. So it's another oh, one yeah, of those Masso's. events where you're not going to be let down in any capacity. No, that's great people, great food, great music. Okay, well, I'll try to. I'll try to. Uh, after I walk the I race, I will run to the jazz fest. But know. just make sure you dress nicely, because uh, no, no showing up in shorts and a t-shirt. No, good some point. Of the, some of the folks that come to that jazz fest are looking good. Okay, well, make it a double header, folks. On go. on Sunday, April twenty second, and afternoon jazz starts at three p.m. It uh, goes to eight p.m. It's forty dollars per person. Again, at Masso's Crystal Manor, two one zero South Delcy Drive, and you can find more information. Uh, contact James Andrews at eight five six five eight three two nine zero seven, or James Andrews at camdenicey.org. And as Mike said, all of the you can go to camdenicey.org. And find all these information and more of the great stuff going on in South Jersey on uh, the right-hand side at the top. So, Mike, we're, why are we here at St. Damien Parish in Ocean City? We're here because you book the podcasts, so we end up going wherever you tell us to. And today you've booked one, fortunately, in one of the places I enjoy coming to the most, as I mentioned at the beginning, which is Ocean City, New Jersey. Unfortunately, it is not a beautiful summer-locked day outside. It is a classic Ocean City spring, gray, windy, a little, little rainy. But having lived at the shore for two years uh, when I was a uh, baby journalist, I uh, it actually, uh, this is one of my favorite days to be in, the, in town because it's kind of dead and it's quiet, yeah. but that wind is blowing. It's, it's kind of like walking out on a cold winter's day, but you know summer's right around the corner. So not the worst kind of day. Anyway, I'm very happy yeah. to be here. 
And yeah, the first time I, and the first time I've been in the, the facility in right now. So who do we have with us? Well, we have here with us uh, Katie Waldo, uh, the director of youth ministry here for St. Damien Parish. Uh, Katie, how are you? Hi, guys. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining oh, us. Well, thank you for having us coming out here. So how are things uh, this Friday afternoon? How are things going over here? You know, I can't complain. Just like you said, it's not. I feel the summer coming. I know it's on its way, and that's really <laughs> encouraging. Um, but, yeah, just like you said, I'm trying to – Soak up the last few days of peace and quiet mm-hmm. before it gets insane. Yes. And so yeah. I really enjoy these days too. I'm just so happy to be through the winter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hope, I hope. February, uh, February is always the toughest month for me. Mm. Down the, the, the nights are, are still long and uh, that, that gray happens. I was, and it, for me as a journalist, it was tough to dig up stories. Yeah. You, you, could, you could make it to about New Year's Day <laughs> and then from New Year's Day to... February 29th. That was a tough yeah. road to hoe. Yeah. Uh, finding, find, I mean, you're, that's a lot of pothole stories. Just that, making things up like the wind is blowing. Yes. I once did a story about a, a, a cat that was adopted by a school. I was like, wow. I mean, <laughs> like, not even, not even the kids, it's the school life? secretaries. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, really. It's like, okay, <laughs> man, I am being creative now. But, um, but no, this is a, a great place to be, and it's funny you should mention that. I was, I was, we have some consultants working with us on a on a different project, and um, we're sort of rolling out these things across the diocese. And we said, listen, you have to think of the shore communities completely differently than anything you've ever seen before, because they've yes. only ever worked on inland projects. Mm. I said, it goes from. A couple hundred people, maybe a couple thousand people on the barrier mm-hmm. islands to hundreds of thousands in oh, the yeah. summertime. And because of that, you really, you you have about eight weeks in the summer, maybe depending on how things run, maybe 12 if you're lucky, where you can, where you're going to get incredible captive audiences, but you only have those eight to 12 weeks. Yep. After the, after, come, come uh, Irish weekend in, in North Wildwood. All of the all of the barrier islands are gone. Yep. So um, so anyway, I just if if you're not familiar with the the shore area, that's that's what it's like at the shore area. But I love coming down here. This yeah. is great. I was down actually the last time I was in Ocean City. Um, I was at the street fair that went right okay. right in front yeah. of here. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time too. That was it was outstanding. It was uh that was the fall, wasn't it? it was uh, yes, they have a yeah. fall and a spring. Mm-hmm. I was there in the fall, and I guess that's one of those shoulder events that they have down here to sort of bring people back. And like, come back. It, it worked. <laughs> Please. And I spent a lot of money, so I, I did I did what I could for the municipality. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll yeah. Tell you that. It was great. We bought a lot of tchotchkes. It was great. Oh, we Went up to the boardwalk. Board, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for your rateables. Yes. The, uh, but, <laughs> that's uh, a good question. How far are we from the boardwalk? A couple blocks. Yeah. A couple blocks. Not, okay. not yeah. far at all. Yeah. I usually, We're like right in the middle, basically. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I usually park in front of the church and walk up to the boardwalk right here. It's about a two-block walk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, so, Katie, how long have you been here in Ocean City? Um, so I moved here in December of 2010, and I started this job May of 2011. So it'll be seven years. Wow. In May, in a couple of weeks. So Congratulations. crazy. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Happy yes. early. Thank you. <laughs> and so uh, you have an interesting background. We were talking before this. So where are you from originally? Okay. So I was born in Philadelphia. That's where all my extended family is. That's where my parents were born. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, and then we moved to California when I was really little. My next sister was born there, and then we moved to Florida, which is where I grew up. And um, t- my two other sisters were born in Florida, and we stayed there most of, um, basically, all of my life. I went to college in Florida, and uh, my my family moved back here when I was a sophomore in college. Um, so I grew up in Fort Myers, Florida, so Southwest, and um, that's kind of really where I started 
my whole journey. I was part of my youth group there and it was really a vibrant community. I really loved it. I st- still talk to some of the kids that I was in youth group with, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of began and was raised in Florida um, and came back here after college, after kind of working for a little while. And yeah, so that's how I got started. Like just growing up in a completely different environment than this, but I really, I really, now that I'm here, I really do enjoy it. It really has mm-hmm. been fun. So, yeah. yeah. And sort of your day-to-day life on the job, what's it, what's it, what do you, what do you do for the parish? Okay. So I'm the director of youth ministry. So I am in charge of all of the youth programs and that goes from anything that is, has already been in place. Cause there was, I, um, when I arrived, I think there was a youth minister maybe before me a few years before. Uh, but when I was hired, there wasn't, um, anyone like currently because our parish was merging and all of that stuff. So, um, I came in right after the merger and from there I kind of, it was up to me to basically start stuff from the ground up, up for a lot of things. I work, um, really closely with the director of religious education, sister Joelle. She's a wonderful coworker. Um, so she does all the DRE stuff and, um, uh, but we do work in conjunction for some things like the confirmation program. Um, so I, I guess really in the beginning it was me just any ideas that I had, I threw out there and if they stuck, then it was good. You know, um, we started our, I got hired in May and by, I think it was July, we had, we started our first vacation Bible school, which was really great. Um, that's probably one of my favorite programs that we do. Uh, we're a year long program. So I know a lot of, uh, ministries in the shore towns. Sometimes they, uh, share events, like they'll do a one event a month in the summer because it kind of slows down. But like you talked about, it's completely opposite for us. We are booming in the summer. Um, and a lot of people are coming here. So I, st- I continue year round with just events every single week. Um, and, and try to use that to my advantage to invite, 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 um, people who are visiting from other parishes. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, yes. in the, so for instance, vacation Bible school, yes. if people are vacationing here and kind of line up, will they bring their kids to vacation Bible school or, or if they have summer houses down here, do, do they take advantage of that? Yes. It's actually crazy. I, I think that for the most part, we almost have like two sets of kids, if that makes sense, like my year long kids. And then some of them come a year round if they don't, but a lot of them start working in the summer. Mm-hmm. So they're limited in the summer, but then I have everybody who's visiting. And so my summer kids are like, all these like Pennsylvania, you know, random Maryland, Delaware, all these other, you know, kids that are, are visiting. And, but they're like my youth group kids. They're just, a, it's a totally <laughs> different dynamic. You know, it's really cool. Mm. Um, so the same for vacation Bible school too, a mix of, of parish families and visiting families. Um, and it's been, it's been really great to experience that um, because then they see my kids who are here year round and, and come all summer get to meet brand new um, students that they connect to other Catholics that they connect to are not um, from their area specifically they can see other young people uh, living their faith and so that's been really cool to see too do you see any of the kids come back year after year the, the say the Pennsylvania kids yes yeah, so yeah. I really I mean we it's a running joke but like one of my year-round kids um, brought like all his cousins and they brought like it's like their cousins from either side and so they like all come and it's like sometimes it could be like depending on the meeting it could be like half the group is their family (laughs) but they come every year and they're so great I mean I've I probably started when they were like maybe 13 or 14 and some of them are in college now and now some of them are in high school and they come back every year so that's really really cool and special yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm curious with with a with a clientele like that. Yes. How so? How, exp, give me a, a typical week in the summertime. Okay. What, what, what might it feature? 
So a typical week in the summertime is very similar to a typical week in um, in the year round. So what my program is, since I'm full-time, I'm eight, we, we meet twice a week. So Wednesdays I meet with my high school students. We call that family dinner. We get together, either I make something or we order something, and we have like a discussion. Um, and it's for high school students. We just we either do like scripture, like a Lectio Divina kind of setup, or um, we'll do like the scripture readings from the Mass. Um, but I, we also uh, subscribe to the Life Teen program, so I use a lot of their resources to lead kind of whatever my topic's going to be for the evening. Um, so that's Wednesday nights, and then Sunday nights we meet, and that is middle school. Anyone from sixth to eighth grade is welcome. My high schoolers usually come to that as well to help facilitate small groups or just to be together. In the summer, that's more relaxed. It's usually like. Uh, we do some kind of prayer, um, and then we'll go. I mean, some days we play a beach football game. Sometimes we go. Nice. One night we go to the boardwalk and we do mini golf and um, go karts. So we try to take advantage of having the beautiful weather um, and having the location that we have during the summer. So that's really the difference. A lot of our meetings are out, outside. You know, we take it out. Um, and I was curious about that. You know, yeah. Our, okay. Yeah. So we start here. We ground it in prayer, and then and then we try to take it out so that we can enjoy. Um, being outdoors which is always that's, the best part that's what i was thinking i'm thinking these these kids are here for if they're lucky a week maybe they're long maybe longer if they have yeah. if they have houses down here do they really want to be stuck in like no. are we taking away from their vacation but it sounds like you're accentuating their vacation i'm trying yeah i'm trying to connect their faith to their vacation so they don't they can't forget about it <laughs> but um that has been really helpful and i find um I also find it's a good way, uh, it's a good entry point for maybe students who are not familiar with exploring their faith or not really um, maybe scared of the word youth group or, or have their own ideas about what their home youth group is like. You know, I, I use I try to use that as, as an entry point for people like bring your friends, invite them, show them that like it, like. You know, not that it's all meant to just be like fun and games, but kind of put it put it in a point where it's like they're they're not their walls aren't up you know and then they can come in and then we can bring the jesus to those you know so kind of just uh inviting 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 um and making it a place where they feel comfortable um and they can have some fun you know i think too you have that unique opportunity unlike other places you have individuals you have youth coming from pa in maryland you mentioned that's got to be such a teaching and to have that universal component too yes. you know it's not yes. just it's more uh it's more I, I, the opposite of inclusive. It opens it up, yeah. Too, and that's so. And for and so with these, so I guess the season starts Memorial Day. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so yeah. For the most part, I mean, you have these big moments of like, oh, it's Easter and everyone's here. Oh, it's Memorial Day and everyone's here. And then it's still like kind of slow, even in between those moments, because mm -hmm. then people are just choosing their weeks, like you said, you know? So you're, it really doesn't even technically pick up until the school, like schools are out, you yeah. know? So yeah. um, you have those weekends where it's like very focused on like, there's so many people here and, and everyone wants to be here. Uh, but it really doesn't technically like pick up, pick up until students are, at least for me, uh, until the kids are out of school. No, I'd say, mm -hmm. I would agree with that in my, in my time down here. That's always been the case too the you know the the best is when the blinkers the lights turn to blinking yellow and you can go from one side of the island to another yes. in in under five minutes yes um particularly a long island like uh, uh ocean city mm. um but yeah the, the weekends and then during the week and then once the kids are out that's when you see the families doing their weekly w uh, rentals yes you know 
Which and that's great. my favorite time of year when it's like the weather is actually warm and beautiful yeah. and things are open and you can experience it before everyone else comes to experience it with you and you can't find a parking spot. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's really the best time for me is when it's like things are alive again, you know, um, um, but they're not overtaken yet. So it's really fun. I am curious. What what uh, what is the population down like here uh, down oh, here gosh. in the wintertime? Is it uh, um, it feels like five people? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the actual. I think I read once. It was like, oh, it goes from like 10,000 to like 100,000 mm-hmm. or something. But I'm sure it's like oh, wow. that, that's not exact science. But um, it feels very small. And there's a goodness to that because I feel uh, like known in a community in a way that I have n- never, you know, had that feeling before so that's that's kind of cool you know you, there's your specific like coffee shops you go into and they know your name and they know what you get and like i really yeah, do like awesome. that you know and it can go the other way like you you have a day where you're not all done up and so you see someone you know and you're like hey <laughs> yes i'm wearing this outfit again you know um but so it goes both ways um but but i really do like that that part of it connecting with the people who are local and and feeling um like a, a good sense of community about about this and, oh, that's and, good. and, and how many uh how big is this island? How um, a couple miles? Yeah. Do you know my career? Uh, well, I'm the worst. I'm not from here, so I don't yeah. know like all the stats. I, f- I, feel I think terrible. Avalon and Stone Harbor are referred to as seven miles. Yes, I've always I thought that. That, that that Ocean City was about five miles. Yeah, long. I think that sounds yeah. correct. Oh wow! So yeah. and this is the only uh, par- the only church community in Ocean City. Yeah. So well, it is. It's we operate as one parish, but there's three churches on the island. That's so right. okay, yeah, um, that's right. so and in the winter time, there might be 21 uh, uh, masses in Ocean City on any given weekend between all three of the uh, churches. They do switch. They do switch and cut down a little bit um, where like this year, uh, they have done that in previous years, but this year we've done like one mass per um, church, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but yeah, I mean, you have one mass per church on Saturday. So that's three on Saturday, three on Sunday. And, um, and then that amp like amplifies in the summer for, I mean, there's three a day at every church, you know? And so that's, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, I do, I remember covering a story, uh, I believe there's this Cardinal Edwin O'Brien, I think that's his name. Uh, Who vacations down here? I believe so. And I they believe, are. I think he's the one, and uh, I forget what church it is in Ocean City, but he'll come, you know, must be this parish, he'll celebrate Mass uh, every summer. And I remember yeah. I've covered him, I think that's his name. Of the Holy Sepulchre, yeah, right? Yeah, there, there. That is not an uncommon fact. Not just in religious life, but um, in you will, he will come down here, and you'll be walking down the boardwalk with a celebrity next to you. Tons of athletes and coaches <laughs> in the summertime. Not mm-hmm. baseball players, but football players, hockey players, uh, all have summer homes down here, and they're they're here all the time. And yeah, there there are a number of religious who uh, spend a lot of time here. I mean, I think. Uh, I think Father James Martin, I, I always see him down in the Cape May area. He, he'll post stuff on his social media, and he'll, he'll be down there. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised so. he's a Penn grad, so, yeah. he, you know, he might have. But with this, uh, with Ocean City here, is, um, it's used, I lost my train of thought. That's we okay. We're talking we'll, about we'll Cardinal O'Brien. <laughs> the, yeah, um, just the, so, <laughs> you know, you've talked about a little bit about how it expands in the summertime. Yes. So tell me about it, a little bit about how it contracts in the wintertime. Okay. You know, you're bursting at the seams with, with vacationing kids along yes. with, your, with your regular kids. So how do you sort of keep the regular kids motivated or the, the residential kids motivated during during the winter, those tough winter months? Yes. Yeah, so um, a few years ago, uh, Sister Joelle and I, 
decided to collaborate on the confirmation program um, as a way to kind of when I first started, we did have a good um, good set of like sixth, seventh, and eighth graders coming regularly, but we did find it difficult to not compete, but you know, they had a lot of scheduling, a lot of sports, a lot of things happen during the winter on a, I mean, I have girls who dance and they dance every single day, you know? And so it's like a lot, um, a lot of scheduling. And so, uh, it was, it was difficult to find a day that worked for everyone. Um, so sister and I came up with a plan and we, um, formed this eighth grade confirmation program where we take them out of the classroom and they come to me on Sunday nights for youth group. And we do, um, a youth group model, uh, meeting per se, um, instead of a classroom model meeting and so it usually starts with they play basketball in the gym for a little bit they have pizza and then we do like a high low we go through our week best worst parts about it and then um, I teach I have a topic every week I do like a little 10 minute teaching because they don't really listen much longer than that (laughs) and then we go into small groups which are led by high schoolers um, and they have small group time together we gather back we have large group um and so it's just kind of in, in interspersed, you know, we play games, we hang out, all of that stuff. So that's what we do on like a weekly basis throughout the year. And that is part of their confirmation prep. Um, so we do their retreat slash lock in every year and um, invite them to do service activities with us throughout the year. And that is kind of our uh, middle school program. And it's open to all sixth, seventh and eighth graders, but we have mostly eighth graders who attend when we do other events, like when we team up with other youth groups and stuff, that's when I find uh, kids of other ages will come more. Um, and then at the end of their eighth grade year, I invite them back to be high school leaders to do what the high schoolers have done for them in their, in their programming, um, leading them in small group, just being kind of mentors for them, uh, inviting them to the family dinner for high schoolers. And that has greatly fueled my high school program. When I started, I had one high schooler and I still talk to her and she's still, she's in college now and I love her. Um, but she was like my one girl and I was just like, come on, Jesus, you know? And I had like six middle schoolers, you know, and, and I read this book it, it was called a guy named Doug. I forget. It's like your first two years in youth ministry. And he kept saying, don't focus on the numbers. Don't focus on the numbers. Everybody wants the numbers, but like you have to be there and be present for the kids that show up. So I just kept trying to hold on to that and pray about that because I was, I wanted the numbers, you know, and everyone wanted the numbers, you know, how many kids do you have? How many are showing up? And I wanted to be like, well, that's not indicative of how good the program is and how, like how the kids are when they show up, whoever's showing up. So, um, that has since grown though, because of this kind of this fueling into the high school, inviting them back to be leaders, empowering them to do that and and to share their faith in that way has been really helpful. Um, And that has grown both our middle and high school uh, program greatly. So that's been great. Wow. That's outstanding. You know, I'm curious. We've, we've had a couple of youth ministers on the podcast at this point and every, all of them are well, far better, far more energetic than I am. Mm. And and I'm often curious I'm an introvert and uh, you know, it, it saps my strength to be around a lot of people. I do it and I'm happy to do it, but yes. it's, it, it, I, it, I take recovery time. I'm curious as a youth minister, mm-hmm. how, you know, seven years now, mm-hmm. how do you constantly sort of have that energy and that desire? I'm <laughs> sure you do a lot of praying, but, mm-hmm. but sort of even more physically and logistically, how do you keep it up? Mm-hmm. So the first answer is coffee. <laughs> okay. <there you> go. <laughs> no, but, um, 
I, gosh, that's a good question because now as I'm getting older, I say old, I'm 30, okay? And I know that's not old for some people. To me, I'm like, okay, I'm getting so old. Uh, so I started when I was 23 and that was like, that's in, like crazy to me to think about that, to think that I was like doing this at that point. But um, that's a really good question because every week I'm like, how, how? I'm so tired at then. And I'm a very extroverted person. So the other part is I go home and I want to do all the things after the meeting. I'm like, I have so much energy. I'm like so excited about this. I feel like this is the greatest program on earth. Do you know what I mean? Like I get so energized when I get to meet uh, with the kids and, and to be there with them. And when a meeting goes well per se, you know, according to myself. And so, um, really honestly, caffeine, trying to, trying to sleep, trying to find balance, um, in other things, you know, trying to make myself take time off. That has been a, a huge struggle for me too, because I just want to keep going and going and going. Um, and having, I always have new ideas and like, I just want them to, to be done now. And so, um, really trying to be uh, intentional about taking time away. Um, and, and staying physically active has, has helped me, you know, going to the gym, having a gym, my sister's like my gym partner <laughs> and she like makes me want to go on days I don't want to go but that really does help me too so I can literally run around after them if I need to um and yeah so good sleep good coffee good gym schedule <laughs> I mean wow. and good prayer okay. that's, that's sounds, the short answer there you go that's like the it. mantra that's and and Katie I, I um we recently were at this event together yes about a month ago maybe mm -hmm. like a couple months ago out in Vineland for this uh workshop on the uh, diocesan survey that they did for the upcoming Senate for youth and young adults. Uh, can you just speak speak a bit about your reaction to those findings that Greg Coogan is something that were very interesting? Yeah, I really, you know, the thing I found most interesting was the idea of, uh, of people, you know, my age, our age, kind of just dipping out, you know, and not feeling like they found a space in the church because that's been a completely different uh, experience for me growing up, you know, I, d I, I have always found so much in the church where I feel connected and I feel like it's like a second family. You know, I've been very, um, grateful to be part of very good thriving programs that have allowed me to have that sense of community. Uh, but it just was astounding to me to see so many people not to not, um, have that feeling to not have that encounter with God in a way that I have, um, through the church community. Um, and it, it really, it, it really makes me want to work harder to reach out to those people and, and to invite them in and to help them to know that they're not alone and just walk along with them wherever they are. I know that, you know, everybody has a different story, a different journey, different hurts, um, and different crosses that they're carrying, but it really was inspiring to me to learn maybe how I can do better about reaching them, inviting them in and, and trying to find, you know, where the disconnect is um, because it's been such a different experience for me as a young adult. So now, the, the people who come, are they primarily young families that are in Ocean City, uh, uh, the demographic or you, they you are, mean in general? Yeah, in general. Oh, no, it's here? it's it's cuts, cuts across every demographic. Uh, oh, it's a very true. family it's a dry town so yeah it, it's very it's a yeah it's, so there's it's a, that so, <laughs> so you know you got to go off site to, to to have a good drink but, i actually um, almost bought a six-pack but i you know for with later, you today and i was oh, like okay. could i bring it to ocean <laughs> for this event? you can bring in it in yes you can bring yeah, it in yeah okay. But um, the uh, so it's a dry town, so it's extremely family friendly, which also makes it very safe. I, when I was younger and in, in my teen years, the best thing in the world was staying up late, walking around town at two in the morning, not getting into trouble, literally just walking just around walking. town, yep. hopping on your bike, going down the street. Yep. You know, it's 
great. It's it, it's it's one. It's the safest place I've ever been. The happiest place I've ever been. That's not to say there aren't issues here. There are issues, but but compared to most towns, it's it's wonderful. Um, so, but it's a lot of it's a lot of a lot, there are a lot of senior citizens, mm. but there are a lot of young and middle aged families, uh, parents that come down here with their kids because it is so friendly and in the last 10 years the food options have gotten much better the the downtown <laughs> yes. area has great restaurants um so that's the all the hipsters have made it down there with, with their fusion food so well uh, a lot of good options not just that you know it's not just the boardwalk anymore there's like uh, a plant-based vegan place coming and i'm so excited because my husband plant? and i are like a vegan place uh, to awesome. eat so my husband and i eat like plant-based and we ha- it's very difficult to find stuff yeah. but they're like popping up and i'm like the happiest person ever are you, are you vegan <laughs> i am really yes okay how is that no the, as somebody who Likes meat, but is trying to cut back. Yes. Not become fully vegetarian or yeah. vegan. My sister actually went vegan for a few years. Yeah. Then realized she couldn't do it. And it's then tough. Now, now what, 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 what can you like, do, do you make your own food kind of with, what, I'm just curious about. Yeah, we do. Well, we eat a lot at home, you know, and that really helps. Um, we have found a place I, I know they're all over but the um a place called produce junction their yeah. produce is like so cheap so that really helps us because we just go get a ton of food from there just looking up different recipes online has really um helped me meal prepping helps a lot because that's really um tough yeah. and i will also say i mean this goes back to your question about energy too and i do think that that like having a good diet really does help um because if i'm i found in the first few years i was you know working late eating late eating things i shouldn't eat and that was not giving me the energy that i needed um and so really being intentional about not eating the pizza that i'm serving or you know ordering things that i can eat along with that you know um that that helps too but i think um for your question saying you know just trying to to have less you know focus on where you don't need to have it you know do you have to have meat at breakfast do you have to have it at lunch Do you have to have at dinner like have it where you really want it i guess if you don't want to get rid of it completely but seeing maybe where you could make little changes that would um maybe especially in the first part of your day where you would feel like you don't need it as much. I, I don't know. That would be my. I, I will say I would, this is a little self high five, but I'll <laughs> say I was actually proud of myself because Good. I had a. Um, it was one of those nights I didn't know what I was going to have for dinner. Mm-hmm. I raided my freezer. I got black beans from you know frozen black bean burgers. Yeah. I had wraps. I have a wrap. I have some cheese. I have some hot sauce. Okay. And I put them all together, and it was amazing. Yes. There were vegan yes. black burgers. Mike, it was incredible. It was. Mm-hmm. No, and I have I'm a whole... I'm not making fun. <laughs> I think, I know. He's like, uh-huh. But no Mike, I, know, I know you're a, a meativore or a carnivore. I, I, yes, I'm the guy that just made four pounds of London broil for Easter, and it was delicious, and I wouldn't... And I would. Ne- I will never, never turn change my... Never change it, yeah. I will never ter- turn my back on meat. However, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've mentioned this... Not often on the podcast, but I did drop 40 pounds since September. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. And uh, a lot of it had to do with adjusting my diet. Mm. And a lot of that adjustment was removing uh, an overabundance of meat from my diet and sort of reintroducing things like fruits and vegetables again. Yes, yes. What are those? Yeah, no. (laughs) And, uh, and, And, you know... I love potatoes, but I don't. They don't all have to be in fry form. They yes, can be a true. baked potato is a is a beautiful, and it really is. I love baked potatoes. As a matter of fact, I went out. I went out to play Quizzo on uh, Tuesday, and uh, I I just didn't feel like having a big meal. And they they actually serve a a, a giant baked potato as as a, as a side. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just have that. And I and I had it uh, just that 
just just I, and like a roasted potato with a little bit of oil and some mm. uh, some um, seasoning. That's all I need. That a little salt. Good. Yeah, I don't even need butter and none of that. Yeah. It's, it's t- no. Cr- I I don't eat sour cream. So, uh, yeah, yeah, all that stuff's good. I don't eat any white um, uh, uh, condiment because I can never tell the difference between any of them. Oh, oh, like sour, sour cream, cream mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. That. I <laughs> So I just ignore. That all is of a it. good. Yes, good like forget it. I'm them. good. Cream cheese. Not. <laughs> nope. I'm good. Yeah, th- I think that guy Kevin Smith, uh, one of the the writer director, he dropped weight by just eating potatoes. Or so. Well, that's because he had a heart attack. He had a, yeah. he had a massive well, heart attack, <laughs> and yeah. He, so he's been eating one. He's been eating a potato for every meal, and he lost. At, he at, I follow him on his social media because a lot of people say we look alike, and I love his movies. Um, the uh, he has, uh, but yeah, in three weeks he dropped close to fifty pounds. Do we think that would also work with eating French fries at every meal? Because then I'm down well, I've for that. tried that, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I have not been able be, to do that. <laughs> it's like what was it? Morgan Spurlock did the uh, the fast, you know, the, the yeah. eating fast food diet for 30 days. Uh, I'm careful with that. That that they they say there are holes in that documentary that mm. aren't necessarily true. But um, <laughs> what's interesting is is that I've. I know several vegans uh, in my life and vegetarians in my life. And and it's actually a little tricky to necessarily drop weight when you're vegan and vegetarian. Because yes. guess what is, well, I don't know if it's vegan, but it, it's definitely vegetarian or I forget which one actually. Cake is generally vegan slash vegetarian mm-hmm. and you can load up on cake. Yep. It is. Yeah. It's, it's very easy to eat, um, you know, junk food as a vegan, you know, and, and to just be like, oh, this Duncan Hines box of cake actually is secretly vegan. I will make it for lunch. You know, so I think that that, yeah, that can be tricky to still, you still have to be intentional about eating fruits and vegetables and, and not leaning, you know, another part too is leaning heavily on carbs, you know, because sometimes, you know, I know a lot of people who do like either high carb vegan or they try to do more like keto vegan where they eat more fat and less carbs. Um, But it's, you know, a high carb diet, which is a lot of veganism is not necessarily good for, you know, for everyone in terms of people trying to lose weight. So it's, it can be. It's the, you it's, know, but you can't go wrong with more vegetables. So no, you really can't. <laughs> and honestly, that if you even Pete, if you considered, I, I there's two tips I was given in my life that I, I will I will often rely on to sort of put me down the right path. Um, if you stay away from processed food, as a general rule, you're going to mm-hmm. be better off than than not. And two, if you really want a bacon cheeseburger for dinner, make it yourself. Don't yeah, don't go to home yeah. Yeah. meals. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah what. that is, and and because you won't do it as often. Yes, because not that it's, it's difficult to make, but it's a project, and you got to carve out a half an hour of time. But yeah, by the same token, there is something good to that. So I, I I went on Weight Watchers, uh, and I lost eighty pounds ten years ago, and I'm down forty now, and hopefully I'll continue. Um, but uh, I think I think it's it's I think these kinds of things are really good. Yeah. That if you stay away from, uh, from you know, the processed food, you'll be in, in good shape. But, yeah, the Weight Watchers ended up working for me. So yeah. But you can do things without spending money. Well, that's – and all to remember, our bodies are temples. So we yes. have to, you know, do everything to glorify God. Bring it back around. I yeah. was just about to say that we've, we've gone <laughs> – We've gone on a this is one of our, tangent. <laughs> exactly. I'm sorry. This is one of our be- uh, more interesting tangents we've ever gone down. First of all, me talking about vegetarianism or veganism is uh, – well, I guess I'm always trying to, uh, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out, you know, how I can live spiritually better. But yes. I think taking care of ourselves is another dimension. You know, I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, it's important, you know, to continue the work that we're called to do. 
to yeah. make ourselves. And yeah. I, I think, too, you're talking about that balance. Of mm. course, uh, taking time off, I think, is important. Uh, you can just run yourself yes. ragged at times. You need to take that leisure. You know, God rested on the seventh yes. day. Yes. So, so should we. And, Katie, uh, moving a bit uh, mm -hmm. away from your ministry here, but... Yeah. I'm curious to ask you about something else you're involved with called Blessed Is She. Okay. Blessed Is She. Yes. Sorry, I didn't want to mumble that. Yes. Uh, what is that exactly? So Blessed Is She is an online women's Catholic ministry. Um, it was founded by this really wonderful woman named Jenna Gizar. Um, she just found a need for community in her own life. She was a mother. Um, she was working, and she just didn't have a lot of, uh, you know, fellowship sisterhood kind of sense where she was living in and in, in her season of life and so she started this ministry um she asked a bunch of women that she knew catholic women bloggers to to come along with her she wasn't really sure what it was at first what it was going to turn into so they offer daily devotionals to your inbox every single day you can sign up on your email um and that's kind of the heart of it. That's where it started, just getting women into the word. Um, these 40 different writers so come from all different perspectives, from college students to grandmothers. So there's somebody to relate to everybody, you know, any woman. And um, the devotionals go right into your inbox. And, and since then, it started, I think, in 2014, which is when I found out about them. And it's grown so much into that. Now they offer retreats. They have online workshops. I just led a workshop with them last night, which is um Wow. And that was really cool. Um, so they have uh, regional groups online. You can host a brunch in your area or you can start a women's group, which is something that I'm hoping to do in the summer here in Ocean City. Um, and yeah, they just have like so many things going on all over. Um, they just actually announced they're doing a retreat in Ireland um, wow. in November, which is so crazy. Something that um, just has happened really quickly. Um, but they're really great. And I love being involved in their work because um, it's really, really an awesome movement. Wow, that's so. really great. Nice little community. Yeah, it's wonderful. wonderful. It really it has helped me a lot because kind of like you were talking about, the demographic is very family oriented, but my husband and I, we do, it's just the two of us. And um, I don't know a ton of young people in this area because I'm not from here and, and they're not necessarily in our church. I don't see that. I know in that, meeting statistically it was saying that cape may county has the heaviest amount of young adults but i don't see them very yeah. often you yeah, know we i'm like oh that's ironic because i don't know where they are <laughs> you know but so this ministry has really helped me in a time where i felt like i didn't have a lot of um community i growing up so i i uh, in fort myers i had a strong community and then i went to florida state for school and they have a catholic student union there that is just very very strong led by the brotherhood of hope they're also at i want to say rutgers and maybe somewhere in boston i can't remember um so their community is is very strong and so so coming from this place of like high highly focused community and like vibrant community um to coming uh, and then i went to nashville i lived in nashville for a while and I, I went to a church in brentwood which is like a suburb i did mission work with them i led ccd with them and so going from that to this has been uh, drastically different for my own faith. So having that kind of connection to a women's ministry, even if they are uh, online to begin with, has been so helpful because then I've met a lot of them in person. Um, and so that has just made way for, um, you know, those to take those friendships offline and, and actually connect with these women in person. And that's been really beautiful too. Wow, that's great. That really is great. I, I, I'm a big proponent of, of online communities because yes. particularly for people who live down the shore yes. uh, where people are sparse you know there really is yeah it, it, it's difficult to make connections it is you know in my there in my case 
there are not a lot of directors of communication in mm. the state of New Jersey. There's five of us. Yeah. And I really rely on the, the other four of them to sort of balance me out as, as well as the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Um, but that, then I have this national group and I'm like, you know, I get a lot of great ideas. I get balance. Yes. I get perspective yes. from, from being able to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm – <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you, if you have a hard time finding a group that you can associate with within your hometown – go online yeah. you're gonna find them really They're i mean there. yeah I, it's it's been crazy and and you can connect with these women that you maybe don't even like i've had women reach out and say oh i saw you on blessed is she like i'm actually in your area like do you want to meet up or whatever you know so like that's really cool or you go to a different state and there's a blessed is she sister there and you can meet with them you know so really i mean there is a huge thing to be said about making these connections i mean that's the great thing about the time that we live in and all of the the things the good things that we have about uh technology at our fingertips you know is is um, you can't match a human connection, but you can find a new way to right. to kind of meet a human mm-hmm. connection and take it further, you know, offline. So that that has been really helpful. Yeah, yeah you know, you, uh, I have to rely on the internet and social media a lot for for the job, mm-hmm. and I've always been an advocate of it. I'm, I'm I will admit that I'm a social media acolyte and, and very very much a uh, a person who embraces the internet. Yes, that's not to say I don't know. I know that there's uh, evil out there, but yes. but there's, that's the same amount of evil that exists around us yes. all over the place, and it's it's a little bit easier to find yes. online, but. Just because it exists doesn't make the the tool by which it's utilized an evil tool. There are just evil people who are utilizing this actually tool that has no perception of whether it's evil or good. It yes. just is what it is. So that's why it relies on us to yes. to monitor and Absolutely. look after each other and care for each other and whatnot. So that I love that. I love hearing stories about people who are using technology to... I mean, all the more reason to be a light, you know, in in that space where it is necessarily negative or dark or people know it to be that way. You know, I think that as Catholics, we we can be called into that. And, and, you know, I mean, as people, you know, to just make it better, to to shed light on it and to use it for positive, for good, you know. And that goes back to a lot of the modeling that uh, youth ministers have to do with the with and you know any of us that are in ministry uh but particularly youth ministers because let's face it we know that the kids there are bullying issues yes. and and you know young people online that's a that's a difficult place to have to live your life now compared to when well certainly when i was in school i don't know about you two semi-millennial and actual millennial <laughs> um uh the uh so it is it's a different perspective yes. but but i think it's good that there you are as well, and there I am, and sometimes there's Pete, um, <laughs> online, living our lives, and sort of expressing that. I went back. It's weird. I, I've now been with the diocese for two and a half years, and I've seen my social media change mm-hmm. in that time. I still vent when the Phillies or Eagles or oh, Sixers. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. You know, that's, that, that happens. That's being human, you know? <laughs> yes. I will. Yes. Exactly. Um, you know, I look back at some of my really old t- Fire Andy, hashtag Fire Andy tweets from when the Eagles, when, when the Eagles were losing that, uh, that I'm like, okay, I feel Just bad about so that. Angry. But it's, but I was really angry at that moment. But in the last two and a half years, I, you know, most of what I'm putting up there are f- more, ca- I mean, I've always been very pro-Catholic and very, very public in my faith, Yes. but, it, and I'm sure part of that is because of the job, but I really am putting out all this good news and I didn't do it intentionally yeah it just it just started flowing from me yeah and I'm like wow I have a very positive social media presence I don't know yeah. when that happened because I know I'm still jaded and bitter but yeah. uh, <laughs> but, but I'm not showing but it but <laughs> I'm not showing it necessarily in my social media and I yeah. think I think that's probably a good thing so once again 
the Catholic Church has, has saved me, in this case, my online social presence. I think that's something I'm, <laughs> I try to be really conscious about, too, because I, so I have a blog as well. And like my Instagram is very um, it's public because I have a blog. But I do know then that means the kids who follow me uh, or, you know, or the kids who are part of our youth group could potentially find me or see what I'm doing. And I just want it to be something that is um, not contradictory to what yeah. maybe they would find. Like, I don't want them to come on Sunday and question, is this the same person that I just saw on Sunday teaching me about my faith, you know? Yeah, and right. so I think that um, that's something I'm always very conscious of, just like you were saying, still being human, still, um, you know, sharing some things that maybe frustrate me or things that are difficult for me, um, but not necessarily like just being like very cautious about how I share, being charitable in my sharing and, yeah. and knowing, you know, what I'm bringing to light is something that might be seen by my own um, youth kids and right. just being aware of that. And you the know? same, at the same discretion we would show in our, in our face to face lives. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I would not, if Andy Reid was in front of me, would I shout out hashtag fire Andy? No, but I, I, I do know, I you know, I would have said yeah. it from the, the stands at yeah. the, the stadium during a game. I, I would do that. But yeah. at the same time, I also know that if Andy Reid ever needed anything from me, yes. and I, I only want Andy Reid to be successful. And I own, yes. and I'm so happy that he has seen success in Kansas City. And yeah. I, when he came back, I was there at the game first his first game back in Philadelphia as the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs and I cheered like everybody else in the stands did because we we are but you know we also know that we have to vent and that's very human let's all yes. accept that that's very human yes yeah so and I think I can vouch I just Katie I just followed you on Instagram oh here, thank you <laughs> and your post 23 hours ago Mike we can vouch for this genuineness she put up flowers Beautiful flowers. Thank but you. But it's a quote by the venerable Fulton J. Sheen, mm. one of I our patrons here. Yes, sure. the podcast. He's yeah. so cool. That is beautiful. I know we were talking about Sheen. He really, yeah. we need to just call it the Sheen Studio or something. Uh, the, and the vault. Oh, the vault? The yeah. Sheen Studio? Yeah, I don't know. Or something, or, you know, he's just, uh, this is, so I, I, that's, you're right. I think with, with social media, it's, we can be. We can be. We, mean, we need but to be mindful. Yeah. Like with anything but, but, else. As we would in, in any other part of our life. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you can vent without being cruel. Yeah, because you don't want to be you don't want to be fake either. You don't want to put right. forward this face of like Christianity is always the most fun. My life is perfect because yeah. of it. Everything's wonderful. There's nothing wrong. I'm fine. Everything's fine. You yeah. know. And so I think that uh, it helps to be to be real in that and and for people to see the humanity in that. Um, but yeah. but in a way that isn't like you know bringing yeah. everything down yeah like when i inadvertently break my lenten fast of some kind or <laughs> my, oh i was my so sacrifice. bad at it oh, yeah I, I tried I, so hard i it, really did i i pretty i don't think i made it my lenten sacrifice i don't think i got right at all during, this, during what'd you lent. get what did you sacrifice well i my time basically i, okay. I try I tried to pray the divine office mm. and i started yeah many times yeah many days <laughs> i started not all of them because I was terrible at it. And then I didn't finish any of them. I didn't yeah. finish a single office the entire, entire oh. in, through the entirety of Lent. And I feel horrible about that. But I often hope that God will appreciate that I at least was thinking about it. Yes. You know? And the effort. You started. You know, you started it and right. and you can start again and every day is new. That's and, right. That's what you I kept know, telling myself. You taught yourself <laughs> to begin and now that Lent's over, you don't have to say, oh, it was just in that, in that time frame. You know, maybe it started a habit that you'll eventually get to, you right. know, it's a good practice to begin. That's very much mm -hmm. what I try to remind myself of is, you know, it's, it's a marathon. It isn't a sprint. Yes. It yes. It takes, yes. It takes a while. Inquisitive 40 days to the Ascension after Easter. 
40 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, so, so yeah. she, yeah, you can start another 40 days if you, you know. Okay. Or just, you just be gentle with yourself and use, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I be gentle with myself? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one, I mean, one could not use specifically, Mike. Yes, I'm sorry. No, no, but it's, it's true then. It, it's, but at the same time, I think. I think it is good to push yourself and I think yeah. it is good to feel yeah. a little annoyed with yourself for not having accomplished what you did and sort of in the back of your mind going, I can do this. I, I, let's just keep trying. Yes. Let's not, let's not get too easy on me. Yes. Right? Like I'll, I'll, but nobody else needs to push me. I'll push myself. Yes. You know, just keep moving forward. That's all you, know, that's that's, all you can do. Yep. One step at a time. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's all. There you and go. Then. Well, <laughs> as we're uh, starting to, to close up, um, I did want to ask you, Katie yeah. and I were, were lucky enough to be able to go to last year's uh, convocation in Florida uh, yes. titled The Joy of the Gospel. And um, we've had a number of people who attended the convocation on the podcast, but we weren't able to have you on back in the summertime. We did mm. our recaps. So I'm just curious, now that we're nearly a year out from it, yes. um, have you been able to bring anything you learned into your daily life or is, or is it, it still, have you, you know, sort of been guided by it at all? Yes. You know, I thought it was a really great, um, just a, a, a great concept to begin with. And it was really great to see all those other leaders in the church and to be there in that space um, because that was very encouraging and very uh, enlightening and just uh, a lot of energy, a lot of good energy for, for the faith, you know, and you could see people having like a renewal and just being excited about um, their different, their different roles in the church. And, and so one of the things that I was had, had the, pleasure of being able to experience was the women's uh women in the church mm-hmm. uh, little like workshop breakout session yeah. you know that was really helpful to me to kind of see you know where we've been as a church where we're going how we can uh empower other women to take on roles um in the different um parts of our parishes and, and in our church communities, you know, and, and how much I can use that information as a youth minister to show kids that like, this isn't just me showing up for fun. This isn't just me. Like you can do this as a career. Cause I, I, I wasn't thinking that I didn't think that growing up, I did not set out to be a youth minister as much as I was so heavily involved in ministry. I went to school for business, you know, and I was really like, Oh, I'm going to go start my own business, you know, but why can't we teach, um, you know, women in the church to say, well, I want to go be a, a really great youth minister, or I want to be a speaker, you know, or I want to, you know, like what, whatever their role, you know, an advocate um, in the pro-life movement, in anything, anything within the church. And um, so I think that that has been really helpful and always in the back of my mind to just continue to um, to show that, that there is a space for women um, and that you can do it and it can be joyful and it doesn't have to just be um, one thing um, and it can be motherhood, but it can also be... Um, you know, working or it can be both, you know, I, I just, it was really encouraging to see that and to have that conversation uh, with other women who are trying to make a way in, in the church. No, oh, I love that. So. that. That makes me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone we've talked to has, everybody said the same thing, being around the energy yes. and, and so sort of how do we capture that, bringing that back? Um, and then, but then each person had their own sort of perspective on yes. it. I think you might be the first one that, that brought that one up specifically. Um, but uh, no, it was such a great event. I, I'm very happy that I was blessed to be able to go because I've told people that it, it wasn't meant for communications people. It was not a marketing and communications job. Right. But I, in the manner in which I work in the diocese, I touch on every single one of the ministries. Yes. And it, 
it's nice to be able to to incorporate what I learned there as I'm marketing and communicating what what's going on around the diocese. That's great. I'm glad I'm glad you found it to be a very positive experience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, Katie, yes. I'd be remiss if I didn't. You've run it for the Star Herald a few times too. Yes, you've run a few. So all good stuff. So thank you for your yes. contribution to that, Mike. Can thank we? You. Uh, can we finish? I think uh, Katie was talking about with her youth minister. I think it might be appropriate to talk about the highs and lows of our week. Oh. Minus the lows. We can just talk about the highs. Why can't we talk about the lows? Well, we can. Yeah. Okay. I think that's fine. Yeah, highs and lows. So you first. And if you don't want to talk the, if you don't talk super low, you can talk about the mediums. But, you know, uh, yeah. Medi- okay, not? highs, mediums, lows. Not all of them. Whatever but, you, you want. Know, whatever, yeah. whatever you want I think about. the lows are important. <laughs> the lows are important to me. I tell my kids they don't have to have a low. I don't want to hear just lows. They have to have a high. That's the rule. Um, but I do think the lows are important to highlight because they make the highs higher. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you don't have okay. a low, your high can't be as high. So that's all I would I say like to that. <laughs> okay. Well, what, that's, Katie. That's very true, though. I like well, that. You know. We'll start with you, then. Highs and lows. Okay. So I would have to say, oh, man, put me on the spot. Um, you know, really, I would I would say it was last night giving the um, – Giving the workshop with Blessed Ashi was a bit, was a big high for me. Um, to be just very brief about it, I was um, it was a, a workshop on infertility and miscarriage, and so I was speaking from a place of uh, my husband and I struggling with infertility. So it was very encouraging for me to be able to speak to other women who've been on a similar journey, just to share my own faith journey through that. Um, my low was that I had a splitting headache the entire time, which was like Ooh, I no. didn't know why I forgot Advil. I was so mad at myself. I made sure I like ate and everything, but it just was like it was it was tough going. Um, but that, so it was like a high and a low in one moment. Wow. But I would also say that this is a high too. I've never been on a podcast before, so Aww, this is so fun. You're great. my very first podcast. Thank you. I, well, I'm actually surprised at that because you are a great speaker. And Thank you. Considering how well written you are, I think uh, I think you're going to be a natural at this. You may want to consider this. I tell people all the time, podcasts are really easy to do. So yeah. I really want to start my own. Actually, I'm in yeah. the, I'm in talks with a friend of mine uh, to maybe start my own for, through my own uh, blog. I'm just trying to figure out what the heck it would be about but uh yeah you i know, love it. it's so fun now i was know. using this as like a test to see if i actually liked <laughs> oh, it oh so now i see why we're so, here that's fine i'm fine with that <laughs> but it is i'll tell you all you need is an iphone yeah. and a mic yeah that's it and if you you can either do it yourself where you're just sort of yeah. pontificating yeah um or you do it with it's you and another person just yeah. having a chat or you do it like we do it with the interviews i'll tell you that we looked at all of our stats recently and we did one episode where it was just Pete and I talking yeah. and we realized people don't like listening to just Pete and I talk, which is perfectly <laughs> fine. That's good. Learn, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, everybody. Uh, they, they really like the, the guests to come on. Yeah. So, Maybe they just want uh, Pete. An hour oh, that Pete. could be it. That Maybe. Be it, uh, yeah. You know what? I didn't think about that. That'll be the next. That'll be our next beta Pete test. The podcast. Pete, uh, a Pete only cast. Yeah, you know, like oh, Vince Scully. Pete's you know, podcast. Vince Scully didn't need anybody. That's true. He was, but uh, I'm definitely not Vince Scully. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I would encourage you. And if you have any questions, you know, Pete and I can certainly help cool. you with, with anything like that. It's it's less expensive than yeah. you realize, and very easy to do. The o- really the only thing you have to do is stay on a schedule. Yeah. Whatever you said your schedule is going to be. That's what your be schedule consistent. is. Be consistent. Yeah. And you'll develop your, your core audience. I love listening that. to them. So, I mean, it's so fun. You know, like, why, you know, why not? So tell me, what are your highs and lows? You <laughs> oh, go. Sure. Uh, well, this was your dumb idea, Pete. So <laughs> what, was your, what was your high and low? I haven't come up with mine yet. You, I think by dumb, okay. like, I think you the misspoke. Pressure. I think you Listen, there is some awesome? pressure involved. I always feel bad for my kids. I'm like, hi, low, let's go. Ready. Who's first? You know? And so. <laughs> hi, low, let's go. I love that. Um, I, yeah, I would say my high would be. Uh, the opening eat, of baseball. 
No, I, oh, I mean, I, I think Easter Sunday, honestly, uh, to see my family, I have family up north in North yeah. Jersey, and my parents uh, came back uh, that sa- came back less than twenty four hours from the West Coast visiting my sister. So I saw pictures of my nephew, and Aww. I got to hang out with my parents and hang out with my aunts and uncles and cousins and my other sister who lives up in North Jersey. So it was an, a nice. Nice day up there. So that was my high, just eating. And it's all eggs. It's funny, you know, you talk about Easter eggs, but really, <laughs> you go there, my aunt and uncle, they have quiche. They have quiche Lorraine. Then they have like another vegetarian, no, vegetable quiche. Then they have deviled eggs. And then they have egg casserole. And then they have so, Cadbury eggs. <laughs> they did. Yeah, yeah. Yes. They had yeah. Cadbury eggs. And they go. had, so, but I'm an egg person. So I just, it was great, but and, and I think the low, unfortunately, um, uh, a dear colleague of mine, uh, Dennis, passed away mm. uh, on Good Friday, uh, I'm so sorry. and the funeral was earlier this week. And he, I worked with him ever since I started. Uh, he was an advertising manager, yeah. and when I started, he uh, was in the cubicle right next to me, and he just was such a uh, a light energy. But he really, uh, he had been sick the last couple of weeks um and uh he's you know they say sadness in his death but hope in the resurrection yeah uh i do believe that and i pray for him i pray for his family um it just uh it was and you know i'm sad to see him go but at the same time he was suffering so much that i know he's at peace and i i pray for his family here you know yes. it's uh it's sad for his family and also for the community of the diocese and the star herald uh, so that kind of, yeah, love you, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. I should have made you go last, not feel bad, because that, that would have mm. been a great way to end the podcast. Mm. So let me ruin that by, uh, <laughs> I will I will say that the, um, I will invert it and go low high. I, oh, I don't love spend, it. yeah, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the past. So these kinds of activities or efforts don't really work with me very often, um, but as Dennis was a colleague of mine as well. Uh, however, it's so it, it's so weird that you you said that because I know this is going to sound strange to people. His his the eulogy of his son, which was read by his uh, son's wife, I think, um, and uh, and the homily of the of of the uh, the celebrant of of Dennis's funeral mass were so good and so wonderful. And they talked about this guy who had such an incredibly, incredibly rich life, who did so much, who cared for so many people. I, this often happens to me. I end up leaving funeral masses, particularly if it's a person like that, feeling a heck of a lot better because this person existed and did so many great things in his community. Yes. So while I want to say that that was a low moment, Good Friday was a low moment when I got word that he had passed. Mm. But by the end of the day on on Wednesday when, when we had his funeral, um, I was like, man, God, such a great family and yeah. such great people. And there were so many people. I mean, he was 73 years old, and it was a, it was a fairly well-attended funeral. And like friends, like friends from childhood were there, and his, the entirety of the Catholic Star Herald was there. Mm. And from what I could tell, the entirety or almost the entirety of his, his family was there. His, four kids um and it was just beautiful i was just yeah. like this is a guy who lived his life yes the way all of us should live our lives so at the end of that i wasn't able to feel 
too low. I, I felt actually rather high yeah. about it. And then I, I would have to, however, um, as high as I felt about that, my son has been able to spend the day with me at work today. So Aww. that would absolutely be my, my high. So I, That's really I'm going to give you a double high. So it was a, it was a double high. I love it. That. Sounds good. <laughs> that, so, he, had, he had a blast today so far. So he, and he was, uh, he, we were up in the office this morning. And as we're walking out, uh, my two colleagues, uh, Mary McCusker, future past past and future guest as well as Maria D'Antonio past and future guest were in the office with me all day and as we're walking out he turns to me and he goes dad I gotta come back I really like those two they're awesome <laughs> so I was like I, I work with good people like yeah I work with good people. <laughs> so anyway but that's our podcast for today and uh, thank you everybody for listening I yes. hope you found it enjoyable and uh, for those of you who have been considering uh, veganism I hope you've you learned <laughs> some tips I hope I converted you <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right yeah. and uh, and Pete I you know I hope you continue eating healthy out of your ice box I mean, that's, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good thing we've learned yeah. some, we've learned some tips on black bean burritos oh they're good so okay alright well thank you very much Katie for spending time with thank us thank you guys so much for being here it was so fun was, oh, thank I, you, I Katie. we can't wait to hear your podcast in the near future <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> yeah. and pete uh, I'll maybe see i'll you. invite you on oh <laughs> we'd be happy to pete is dying for someone to interview him okay, so cool. please invite him on <laughs> he'll t- he'll talk forever the uh at pete do we know who we're uh interviewing next week uh we're working on that okay there we go well we'll so we'll see you next week and listeners will we'll check in with you next week as well okay all right good Thanks, night everybody. everybody good night bye